Welcome to the No New Friends podcast, the podcast for adults who like to laugh at adulting. We are so excited for you to start your No New Friends podcast journey. Now, in the first 20 episodes, we've got old microphones that we kind of piece together. So our audio is a little bit rough for the first eh, 20 or so episodes. But there are some classic episodes in that first 20 that we reference all throughout our future episodes of the No New Friends podcast. So just bear with us on that audio. I apologize. But it gets better. We get brand new microphones uh, right around episode 20 or so. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the No New Friends Podcast. And now it's time for the No New Friends Podcast with Scott and Mary. That's right, you're listening to the No New Friends Podcast. I'm your host, Scott. With me, as always, my co-host, Mary. Mary! You know where you can hear us. You can hear us on Google, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, Spotify, and many more. Don't forget, you can email us, nonewfriendspodcast at yahoo.com. Please like, share, follow us on Facebook at New Friends Podcast. And brand new, last week, we have our own YouTube channel, no New Friends podcast, where we will be showing you a, a, a segment every single week or every single episode. So you'll get it a day early. And then other shenanigans, like there may be a video of me dancing in a dress. And or there uh, already is a video of you dancing. Exactly. And then Mary's got her TikTok videos and all that. Well, maybe more to come. I mean, who knows? You'll probably find another dress for you. Right. Make sure I you subscribe know. and share our YouTube channel, No New Friends podcast. Very exciting today. We've got a special guest in the house from the Remy's Roundtable podcast. We've got Remy here. Remy, how you doing today, man? What's going on, guys? How you doing? Man, I, I'm, I'm excited to have you. I, I absolutely love your podcast. And uh, Mary and I got to be a guest with you when we work for uh, one of the family entertainment centers that we don't t- talk about on this show. Right, right, right. <laughs> but your podcast is right up my alley because it's all about theme parks and things happening in Orlando. And for the occasion, I wore my Captain Jake's Amity Boat Tours yeah. shirt just to wait, commemorate wait. the I have my, occasion. I have my Harry Potter hoodie on, so that works out, I guess. Awesome. That awesome. works. <laughs> so, Remy, how the hell are you doing? How's your podcast going? Tell us tell us a little bit about what you do, man. Oh, man. So, right now, we, we just reached our uh, 130th episode, which wow. we got, we're talking to a lot. We've been talking about theme parks. You know, uh, we're trying to keep, you know, our uh, audience uh, in the loop on what exactly is going on, you know, what the theme parks, what's going on in Florida, but also be keeping, we keep in contact on what's, uh, like outside of the theme park ground, like, you know, your current news, topic news, other theme parks are reopening. We tell them about their, their guidelines, their opening dates, and also their newest attractions that people can check out around the, uh, the theme park realm. That's what I like to call it. Nice. And, and what I love about your show is you have the ability to record remotely. So you'll go to Universal with your co-host and record oh, yeah. an episode at Universal, which is really cool. I do that when I'm drunk and I do it on Facebook Live. Yeah, it's, it's a really little same different. Thing. <laughs> I, and I'm pretty sure his content makes sense. Like, right, right. <laughs> it's like, hey guys, welcome to a... Uh... Where are we? Are we on the adventure? Oh, damn it. We ended at Finnegan. Well, we're at Universal today, guys. What's going on? <laughs> ended at Finnegan's. We started yeah. at Finnegan's. <laughs> I start, uh, go back, go back again, and finish at Finnegan's. Like, That's they, not true. You, we swing by uh, Shea Alcatraz oh, yeah, at yeah. least I, four times. I'm, 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 I'm back and forth between uh, Finnegan's and going to see Murph at uh, <laughs> at Man, uh, Murph Shea is Alcatraz. such a great guy, man. He is such one of the best bartenders at uh, Alcatraz. I mean, he, I am. He, he made my last time I saw him. He's like, Remy, is that you? I'm like, what's up, Murph? How you doing, man? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. They're great, and they all remember remember you. And and we'll talk more about this in segment three because I ruined my life by preaching the the good word of Shay Alcatraz. And we'll we'll talk about right, that in segment three. Right, but right. Um, <laughs> you know, Murph always remembers that we, my wife and I we met at Universal. I worked at Jaws. She worked at Earthquake back right. in the day so we always tell our story and they're like oh yeah jaws an earthquake guy or, you know people whatever um, well he knew me, he knew me from he knew me from a, my neutron days and then my back in my mummy days and i'm like that's right you worked at jimmy neutron and mummy that? yeah that's cool my, my son works at minions so kind of in the same oh, cool. family and then my ex-wife was a lead at hanna-barbera 
So there's oh. a lot of connections there. So um, how long have you how long have you been doing uh, Remy's Roundtable? Well, we first started out as Goof Duck, which I was like, uh, I put two of my favorite characters in one in one uh, in one shows called uh, Goof Duck Adventure, which was me and my buddy uh, Evan at the time. He had something going on with his schedule, so I said, you know what, I'm gonna keep doing Goof Duck for a long run. And then I met with my other buddy, my buddy Joey. He has stuff too, so he dropped out. And then me and my be- me and my good co-host Chris, he's a great guy, and uh, we've we've known each other for almost five years and uh him and i both worked at uh universal as well so okay. him and i him and i we met at thunder falls over over at Jurassic <sighs> park area yeah 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 and I said, he when he saw me he's like so it's your first day huh i'm like well it's my first as a uh as a food industry right now yeah it's my first food job today so yeah he's like well you're probably gonna be on cashier i'm like well th- thank you so much sir and he was uh he was one of the chefs out there and we kind of bonded, and then we lost track, lost in contact with each other. And somehow, nowhere, we just ended up hanging out with each other. And I'm like, hey, dude, uh, I have a podcast. Do you want to be part? You want to be my co host? He goes, hell yeah, dude. What's your podcast about? I'm like, dude, my podcast, my podcast is all about theme parks. So we talk about the theme parks, about Florida. We crack some jokes here and there, and then we'll, uh, we'll take it for a long run. So he's been on it for a couple months now, but okay. altogether, uh, Remy's Roundtable has been has been on the air for yeah two years now. So nice, I'm really, nice. I'm really yeah, look, good. I you know I, I do like the name Goof Duck, but Remy's Roundtable is just so much better because it, you know it, obviously it's named after you, but it's named after one of the most beloved new characters, and that's Remy from Ratatouille. That's right. Which yeah. is perfect if you're going to do a theme park <laughs> podcast. I, I I love the name Remy's Roundtable. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. And, and it, so our listeners, please make sure you, you go to Spotify and like, follow, share Remy's Roundtable. We're, we're here with the host of Remy's Roundtable, Remy. Um, now, you've got another podcast also that you were That's talking right. about. So What's that called? It's called Diz Journey. So it's uh, me and my couple of buddies who I've been guests on their podcast before. And their podcast is called Diz His, which they talk about the history of Disney. So my, oh, friend, nice. Joe, my friend Joe, we came with this concept. It's called Diz Journey. We talk about Disney. We talk about the theme parks. We talk uh, just what is happening with with Disney and everything else that has to do with Disney. We just talk about like other other stuff that's going on here. Not only Disney, but on the, the other theme parks too. So we talk about that. So it's the same concept as Remy's Roundtable. This this journey is just a bunch of guys giving each other crap. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a fun element because one, I, I'm a theme park nerd. I'm a theme park buff. I've got, I, I I never go to a theme park without wearing one of my Universal or Disney shirts. My wife and I have exactly. matching shirts. Mary and I try to coordinate when we go. So it's always fun to just kind of talk about the theme parks. Now, I'm, I'm assuming you've made a lot of connections because you, you, you go out to Disney, go out to Universal and do your podcast and all that. So do you get any theme park rumors like substantial theme park rumors ahead of time? Boy, let me tell you, man. I was the first <laughs> uh, inside scoop on when uh, Velocity Coaster was actually being built. So I okay. knew I knew when exactly they were, were going to start building. I knew when the, uh, the, the grand opening is going to be. I know what the wardrobe is, is going to look like. Nice. And, and I know when exactly the, uh, the media event is going to take place. So my buddy, he gives me all these updates, and he goes, so you're are you, are you able to make out to the uh to meet event? I'm like, dude, I don't know, I don't want to be there at four o'clock in the morning. But if, it, <laughs> if it's for you, then I'll be there for you, man. That's, That's not a awesome. problem. That's awesome. That their wardrobe, they're going to be there. It's the first attraction that has a specific themed mask. For the yes. attraction, but it's also the first attraction that's opening during a pandemic. But they've got a really cool Velocicoaster mask that I saw in uh, they do. They do. one of the blog sites and all that. Well, well that's uh, only in the, that's only in the gift shops. So the Velocicoaster masks that you saw were mm-hmm. actually only in the Universal. Ones. Yeah, are only in the Universal gift shops only. Okay, but they're, they're the team members uh, who are going to be working on Velocicoaster. Their face mask is completely different. From the other oh nice safety in the uh, gift shops that'll be cool that'll be cool have, have you gone into the new legacy store at universal studios i did i did the uh i did the other day actually okay mary they just opened up remember all they had all that construction in city walk so they just opened up a new mm-hmm. universal studio store they moved it from the old location right next to um 
uh, wood fire, the brick fire, whatever. Uh, brick fire, yeah. Old, yeah, yeah. Right next to brick fire. They moved it over to where all the construction was doing. And in the old Universal Studio store, they put this legacy shop where it's got Ooh. it's got different sections from all the older attractions the defunct attractions you know like jaws earthquake confrontation back to the future and then videos from the rides and then also different props that were used now the props aren't for sale like they are in the Fredericks of Hollywood gift shop where you can actually yeah. buy some of the props. Uh, for the longest time, they had a door from Earthquake and the map from Embarcadero that I really wanted to buy my wife. Oh, that's cool. worked at, at, at Earthquake. They also had a giant Wakita sign, Welcome to Wakita <laughs> from Twister, uh, with lights and everything. I wanted to buy that, but people buy that stuff. Like, in I Expensive. I really want. The, I really want the cow from uh, Twister. Yes, <laughs> Esmu. Drink Esmu milk, fresh from the farm to your kitchen. That was it, it, in the queue of Twister. If you yep. press the little red button, that's what Esmu said. Man, that was the good, good, good times. And we're we're going to talk about defunct attractions in the next segment. <laughs> I'm assuming you've got annual passes to Universal, Disney, SeaWorld, only, all that good stuff. The only annual pass I have is, uh, which was a birthday gift for my wife, and uh, she actually bought me just a premiere annual pass to Universal Studios. Okay. That's the annual pass I have. But yes, I can get into, you know, Bush Gardens, SeaWorld, Disney, whenever right. I want. I got awesome. family members out there, and they like, they have so many comp passes, and mm -hmm. they're like, hey, Remy, do you want to go to Disney? I'm like, all right, are we starting at Epcot first? Because if you are, we're going to be drinking around the world first. <laughs> exactly. Well, here's a little helpful hint for you because, you know, it, podcasting is a business. You can make some money off this stuff. So get yourself an LLC and all that and then use the, you know, the money, use your, your annual pass purchases as a tax write-off because yep. it's a business expense. You, it is. <laughs> For your podcast, Mary's laughing at me, but it's it's true. I've it's got true. a friend who has a theme park uh, YouTube channel. It's called In the Loop, and he's got annual passes to every major Orlando theme park, Six Flags, Cedar Park, all the all the big ones, and he right. uses it as it's a tax write off because it's Wait, a business expense. I have a question. So then, can we write off like all of my Tito's and champagne that I consume, <laughs> or it really is for content? <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, it depends on how many mimosas are you drinking as well. Oh well, no, yeah, I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the sky is the limit, Remy. That's right. It's like me, my it's like me, my tequila shots. I take almost every single morning, but we're not gonna talk about that. So there you well, go. It's your medicine, your morning medicine. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got that in his in, instead of a, a a pill sorter like you have, Mary. He's got a shot sorter. He's you not know, like a flight. He yeah, just he's got a flight that he just does. Oh, can we not keep? Bringing up the pill sorter. <laughs> well, you look, you brought it up, and then I just had to go with it. <laughs> Mary, do you have any questions for Remy from Remy's Roundtable? Okay, if you were to, and this maybe could be in the second up, the second segment, but I want to know now. Uh, okay. In dog show order, rank the Florida theme parks. Go. Universal, Disney, Busch Gardens, and SeaWorld. I'm putting SeaWorld, I'm putting SeaWorld at the lowest, lowest of all because they have so much work they need to to do on in this park yes they have uh, a brand new water water attraction it's called infinity falls and now they're releasing a brand new roller coaster it's called icebreaker but out of that entire theme park there's more that they need to refurbish like yeah. the old school like the old school attractions the mm -hmm. the stadiums like everything needs to be redone in, in a way i'm not i'm not i don't want to be a dick about it but they're still stuck in the 70s i, I mean a lot of the music yeah. is from the 70s a lot of the and I worked there, and that was the biggest thing when I when I left Universal and went to SeaWorld. I was like, man, they are stuck in the 70s from everything from the the music, the wardrobe, the way they do business. Everything is just so yep. archaic and, and, and outdated. And right. You're, you're right, and it, it is a great park. It's a great park for the family because you have all the shows, and it's really cool to see a lot of the animals. And then they've got some really cool underrated rides that – they just need to do it. They just need to have that hook. They need to do something to kind of, I don't know, bring people. I in. don't know. I, exactly. I have a special place in my heart for SeaWorld. I was doing a, an event for uh, the iDrive chamber and I got to meet penguins and I cried. I was so happy. Aww. I love them so much. I relate to them a lot. We're very short and cold. So it's just, <laughs> they've got a lot in common. Yeah, but they can um, deal with the cold. You can how do we know? Maybe that's why right. they make so much noise is that they're yelling about being cold. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, we're going to uh, take a real quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about an iconic, iconic <laughs> symbol gone too soon. You're listening to the No New Friends Podcast. No New Friends Podcast is now using Nikki Podcast Preparations Incorporated which is a podcast management consultant agency of services that helps independent podcasts obtain more plays, downloads, guests, sponsors, and a bunch of the legwork behind the microphone when it comes to podcasting. CEO Nick can be contacted via Twitter or Instagram at NikkiPPINC. And if you tell him that the No New Friends podcast sent you, we'll both get a 25% discount. Nikki has helped accumulate millions upon millions of downloads, tens of thousands of dollars in sponsorships, celebrity guests, and much more. So just shoot him a direct message to get your podcast growing. Okay, let's be friends. Follow the No New Friends podcast on Facebook and Instagram at No New Friends Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our new YouTube channel, No New Friends Podcast, where you can get a behind-the-scenes look at our recordings, everyday life, and shenanigans. Okay, bye. Hey, guys. Comedian James John, and you are listening to the No New Friends Podcast. Welcome back to the No New Friends Podcast. We can be heard on all those fun platforms that I mentioned earlier. This segment's going to be on our YouTube channel, and we've got a theme park podcast host on with us, so I'm wearing my Captain Jake's Amity Boat Tours shirt for this. If you'd like to email us, email us at nonewfriendspodcast at yahoo.com. Please like and share us on Facebook at No New Friends Podcast. And please subscribe and share our YouTube channel. And like I said, this segment is going to be on YouTube. In fact, it's going to be up a day earlier than the episode. I've got some fun visuals to share with you. So in addition to my desktop, which you're seeing right now, uh, <laughs> you're going to see some fun <laughs> other stuff. Can't forget to say we've got Remy from Remy's Roundtable here. Woo! Something that uh, hit the news this week, and I didn't realize it because I hadn't been there in, in a while. Gone too soon, but never forgotten the Moroccan phallic symbol. And yep. <laughs> there it is on my screen right now. Many of annual pass holders have taken their picture in front of this wall at Morocco. Yep. And do they like stand in like far enough away from it so they can like put their finger out and look like their fingers very, like on the tip? Like, Mary, there are so many different <laughs> variations of pictures. Just yep. Google it. it. They're all over the place. They're all I don't over know the if I've ever actually so noticed it. So my buddy, he uh he found a way to uh to screenshot it and he turned it into he turned that into the actual visual. And, no. and, but he but he found a way to make it uh to turn into disney themed i'm like what is wrong with you dude oh my gosh it's hilarious just add ears. like ears to it <laughs> so this is what it has been turned into let me it, turn, it. it turns into a door so it's a door uh, now it's a phallic door so it's disney, not phallic anymore it's just rounded yeah i mean you still see a little bit you still you still see a little bit of it but not as much but the Disney, uh, the Disney Imagineers uh, team, they said that uh, Disney is a a uh, a family oriented park, so we cannot have any sexual visuals on Disney property. Well, I, well, well, look at the well, Little Mermaid cover. Uh, I mean, <laughs> also, how do you make a family? Is ugh. exactly, exactly, it's educational. <laughs> yeah, it, you know what this is is it's. Some Karens that are have complained about people taking pictures because the kids are going, oh, why are they taking a picture of that wall? And then they have to explain it. You know, I, it, it's it's no, it's a I little wouldn't bit. Have it. I would literally be like, well, well, son, it looks like a penis, and people think that's funny. And he would probably <laughs> like, say, yeah, that is said, hilarious. I would have like, <laughs> said, uh, honey, that's a um, yeah, that's a rocket ship. You know what the astronauts go into? It's, it's that thing right there. Well, you're a better parent than I am. <laughs> exactly. Too bad there wasn't a fountain up at the top. Anyway, oh, no, that's too no. much. That's too much. That's too much. Too much. So gone, but what never forgotten the phallic symbol in Morocco at Epcot. Epcot will never be the same. Can you clip in like into the road here or something? <laughs> <laughs> Although we've gone. To the end of the road. road. All right, that's enough. Okay, that's, that's enough. Fine. That's All good. right. 
<laughs> so the uh, gone but never forgotten the phallic symbol at Disney's Epcot <laughs> Morocco Pavilion. Now it got me thinking obviously the theme parks go through their cycles where every couple of years they right. get rid of some attractions and yep. before the show i surveyed my wife i surveyed mary and myself and then remy you're going to surprise us with with your list and i we have the list of the top the, the, our top five defunct attractions <laughs> okay so let me bring this up real quick and in I say real quick, but my computer is terrible. Okay, so this is my wife's list, Rachel's list. Uh, I guess I could do the slideshow, but I don't want it to automatically go. It to the won't, next slide. Okay. It, unless you have. So I have time. to click it. See, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I'm. I don't it's know nothing PowerPoint, about no computers. Scott. I know. Oh, I can create God. it. I just don't know how to exit. <laughs> See, okay. So this Perfect. is my my wife's list, and I didn't get fancy with the font or anything. So Rachel's oh, no. list. We're gonna start in reverse order. Her number five defunct attractions that she, that she misses the most is interventions at epcot now do you remember when you would go into epcot and you'd make your dinner reservation at one of the nice res restaurants it was like the early version of facetime where you were actually talking to a tv monitor and there was someone a cast member in a booth somewhere arranging your uh your dining experience for the evening and I miss yep. all the cool and, – and look, this area of the park, they have to update quite frequently because it's all about future stuff. And once it's now present stuff, they, they, they got to change it. So It's got to go. Yeah. First, it was Communicore, which was all about communications, then mm -hmm. interventions, then just future world east and west. And now, yep. of course, this is the big construction project that they're doing that should be open uh, – in time for the 50th anniversary, but right now Epcot's a yes. mess. All right, so that's Rachel's number five. Number four on her list, The Great Movie Ride. Yeah. And I know Mary's got this on her that's list on as well. Too. And it would have been, when I went with my list, I went with different attractions that nobody said before, but The Great Movie Ride, one of the best rides. And it, it was a longer ride, so you're in AC for so long, and most it was of so you lovely. is inside. Oh. Now, they've replaced it with Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Train or Runaway Railroad. Remy, what do you think of that? Have you been on that ride yet? No, I have not. And I'm actually just, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that Disney is recreating a brand new attraction for these families who come out to the parks and visit them. But the Great Move Ride was my sixth attraction that i worked on when i was at disney oh nice okay and my first my first scene was the mobster scene of and, course uh, every shift when i come in they're like remy you're doing you're doing mob scene today i'm like ah thank you i'll say i'll stay here all day if i have to so <laughs> awesome yeah love that ride it, mickey and minnie's runaway train it's cute and and i i loved it for the for a one-time thing i don't know that i will wait more than 20 minutes for that ride all it is oh, is no. a downscaled rise of the resistance with less elements it, i mean it's a trackless ride it's cute it's great for the kids but and and look great movie ride was was way outdated and i i wish they would have just maybe redone some of the scenes but i guess you know They've got geniuses who make these decisions. So that's right. Uh, Rachel's number four. Number three, and this is going to surprise you, A Day in the Park with Barney. Yes. It was adorable. It was I adorable. loved that. I got to tell you, I cry every time I, I, <laughs> I go on that attraction. I'll tell you why. When my son was probably like one, two, three years old. I mean, he was young, a bottle and all that. He was super fussy, super fussy. Have the bottle in his mouth and the, the lights go dark and everybody goes, Barney. 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 And then when the lights come back mm -hmm. up, he's magically on stage. The confetti goes everywhere. He spit out his bottle and starts just dancing. Oh, and I oh, lose it. I cool. absolutely lose it. So I can't, I can't experience <laughs> that attraction without crying. And on Darren's 18th birthday, we got to go and it, they did a they had a meet and greet out front. So we have a picture with Barney and uh BJ and the other, the green one. Uh, Baby Bop. Baby yeah, Bop. Baby Bop, Baby Bop. So we got pictures. Remy, you had something. Yeah, so uh, do you guys remember the old uh, Barney Parade at Universal? I do not. I do not. So mm -mm. My, when, I was, when I was three years, I think I was like four or five years old, my dad, he actually did the music for the, uh, the, Barney, the Barney Parade show at Universal. Oh, cool. And he also did the music for A Day in the Park with Barney. Uh, oh, nice. 
whole show That's there. Cool. And every time I go to my parents' place, my dad showed me his ASCAP, which it shows how much money you've been making with these music. And all, all of a sudden, all the way down the bottom, says Universal Studios Florida. And I'm like, is that for the Barney show? He goes, Yep, I made. I was, I'm still making money from the Barney show. I'm oh, like, that's so cool. Well, well, you know, Barney is gone. So it's gone, gone, yeah. gone but not <laughs> forgotten. Mm-hmm. Mr. Oh, yeah. P- Mr. Peekaboo, or Miss or Mr. Peekaboo at the beginning. Yep, that's all right. All the beginning part. Yeah. Rachel's number two comes as at no as no surprise to myself or Mary. Earthquake, the big Earthquake. one. Uh, Rachel worked at Earthquake for several years. Was a was a shift leader there. Look, and it had, it had some great updates to it. Disaster was fantastic. Oh, yeah. And I think this, this attraction could have still been relevant today. But no, they had to take it down and make way for the worst attraction <laughs> in theme park history. Like, I, I'm sure people lost their jobs over Fast and the Furious. And then her number one, and, and she did this for me because I'm obsessed with it, Jaws. Yes. Jaws. Yeah is her number one look it would have been number one on my list as well uh but i wanted to go with different ones i still have that spiel memorized when i'm drunk <laughs> i do perform it on top of tables. um yeah he does he really does oh, well and like, also no, city walk boats i will perform it on city yes. walk boats. no it's <laughs> sad is they couldn't escape he knew he had a captive audience <laughs> a captive <laughs> there was nowhere for them to go remy what were you gonna say so on the last day of jaws it was, it was actually one of my favorite chefs because my manager at the time, he knew, he knows me very well. He's like, Remy, I want you to go ahead and be the last skipper on the boat tonight. And he goes, so can I go off script? He's like, dude, go off script. I don't, I don't want you, you're not getting in trouble or anything. Just go off script, enjoy yourself, have fun with the guests. And I'm like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Emmys Boat Tour. The best, but we have, the, we have a real grenade launcher. We're not going after that mean old shark draws. Oh, no. We're going after that mean old dolphin flipper. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, we all had our our one-liners that we would throw in there. I mean, I when I got serious, I I knew that script word for word, like every the, every but, every and, everything was in the right place. And I also knew the Amity history backwards and forwards because if oh, the yeah. ride breaks down, you try to stay in character, so you had to learn the history of each building and the people and and have all this pace and cover material all right so that's rachel's top five list now we're going to move on to mary's top five list and (laughs) we're going to start at at number five which is a great attraction i forgot about it alien encounter yeah not stitches alien encounter but the original alien that thing was so freaking scary it was amazing that was like halloween horror nights on steroids i mean yeah I, you know, I'm sure there's kids still play, paying uh, um, therapy bills today from that attraction. I'm one of them, actually. Yeah. That's why. Number honor. four on Mary's list, the great movie ride again. Number three on Mary's list. Now, <laughs> <laughs> Mary, what's what's this ride called? What's this ride called? For for those of you, twenty twenty thousand leagues under the sea. So when Mary texted listen, to me, I'm a, she, listen, I'm afraid of water, and I don't like to go too deep. 10, so I said ten thousand. Ten thousand leagues under the sea. Oh yeah, I gotta tell you, that was <laughs> a fantastic, <laughs> fantastic attraction. I'm I, and I, for, I forgot about it. I miss it so much. It was so cool. It, it was I mean, cool. really, that submarine stayed at that level the entire time. You never did any submerging, but it made it feel like you were submerging. I mean, mm-hmm. that, the technology of that attraction was ahead of its time. Yeah. It was. So that's Mary's number three. Mary's number two. This would have also been on my list, but I had to take it out. Twister, ride it out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, what's funny, man, what's funny about that, Bill Paxton, uh, rest in peace, gone too yeah. soon. Uh, is yes. one of the worst actors to ever <laughs> silver screen and his narration in that ride or that attraction was god awful oh it was terrible and then him and helen hunt hated each other so you never see them on the screen at the same time oh fun fact yep mary's number one attraction and i i gotta agree with you but i didn't ride it a whole lot because i'm not a big motion simulator person and and i i don't ride the replacement back to the future of the ride great ride Great ride, guys! That was so good. But he, gone too I soon. More of a gone too soon. I, no, I I, so I miss good. it. I miss it. Okay, yeah. so for my list, I went a little bit obscure. Okay, now the Ooh. first the first attraction 
it's still there, but it's it's in a different format. And that would be the original version of Imagination with the Dreamfinder. I yes. miss the Dreamfinder and that carousel element in the first scene when uh, you know he's creating Figment. And then mm -hmm. if you remember, currently we're on the third version of this ride because the second version of this ride they got rid of Figment, and there was such an uproar. And, like, why would you get rid of a marketable entity? I mean, you could sell Figment merchandise. They do sell Figment mm -hmm. merchandise. Yeah, they do. Well, would they have gotten rid of Figment? Just stupid. But I miss mm -hmm. the Dreamfinder. Miss the Dreamfinder and that original carousel scene. That's my number five. My number four, Beetlejuice yes, Graveyard Review. Now, the original oh, show, they they did some updates. They did three or four updates, which, look, they were good. They were all good, but I missed that original version uh, because yes. they eliminated Phantom and replaced them with Hip and Hop or Pip and Pop. Pip and Pop were the names, and I, I, I missed thought, that I thought, original I thought it was, show. Uh, I thought it was Hip and Hop. I don't know. I either hip and hop or pip and I don't I don't remember. I didn't love that second version of the show. That first version was amazing. I got goosebumps yes. every single time. And what's funny about this show is I've never seen an attraction that has as many regulars and groupies as this attraction yep. to the point That's where true. they knew all the actors and actresses and you know took pictures with them and they and and, and the the entertainment knew the guest. And it was really funny. It was a it was a it cult. Was following for beetlejuice rock and roll graveyard review that's my number four my number three gone too soon the original oh, confrontation. confrontation confrontation i love that attraction i mean i love the way it made me feel with the with the drops yeah i miss the smell of it yeah the banana smell at the end and then the yes. mildew um they did a really cool <laughs> I, I i got to be the supervisor of this attraction for halloween horror nights one year they in the first scene, you actually walk through the show scenes, not on the ride. The ride was closed. You walk through the show scenes, and the first one was just kind of the streets of New York and all that. The second room, they had the big dead boat, and it was a gigantic foam party. And oh, the, they had a DJ playing, and they were dropping foam. And this was Halloween Horror Nights uh, 2001. So it was supposed to be called the uh, Bloodbath and and they right. had to change but because of september 11th everything was more of an alien theme so they changed it to the ooze zone and then in the third show scene it was a haunted house so confrontation gone too soon but not forgotten okay this is when i go obscure we're going to finish off in epcot for these last two my number two universe of energy universe no of energy and the yeah the ellen version was great but what other attraction could you be inside for an hour I mean, it was great. You're sitting in these. First of all, there's a pre-show. Then you're sitting in these seats and there's a whole movie that goes on. Then the screen comes up and the whole theater moves through through the uh, through the dinosaurs and all that. And then in the last scene, there's this whole thing going on and you're back in the original room. And it's 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 just a really cool effect. And uh, Universe of Energy gone too soon, but not forgotten. My number one. And this is super obscure going way back into Epcot's history. Horizons. Horizons. Horizons mm -hmm. replaced by Mission Space. I loved the orange smell. As soon as you walked in that building, you had that orange smell. And it was fan-freaking-tastic. So those are my top five. Remy, you're number five. Uh, my number five will be, uh, sorry, I'm sorry, yeah, Magic Kingdom. Okay. Uh, this attraction was actually a 360 theater room. And it was actually one, one of the first Robin Williams attraction, The Timekeeper. Oh, I never did Timekeeper. I don't think huh. I even... Isn't that what turned into Alien Encounter? That's what turned into uh, Alien Encounter? No, I'm sorry. No, it did not. Timekeeper turned into Monsters Laugh. Yes, 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 yes. That's right. I don't the remember that. The original attraction where Alien Encounter went to was called Mission to Mars. And yep. it was this big round theater. And it just shook and all that. And you had a screen above you and a screen below you. It was... A dumb attraction, but, you know, it was inside. All right, so Timekeeper. Number four, Remy. Number four will be the, the original Fantasyland Skyliner. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Great, great that. pick. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I really like, I like the upgrade, the, uh, the gondolas yes. from Hollywood Studios to Epcot and then the different yes. hotels. I, I love that mode of transportation. But it takes a lot longer than walking from Epcot to right. Hollywood Studios, but it's but great. What was cool about the Fantasyland gondolas was you can actually see, you know, pretty much a little bit of Tomorrowland, but yep. most importantly, you had a great, 
you had a great 360 view of 20,000 leagues under the yep, sea track. Yep, 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 <laughs> absolutely. All right, you're number three. Number three, I'm going to go back to uh, Universal, and that will be uh, Back to the Future. All right, yep, yep, Ooh. great, great attraction. Number two. Number two will be Mr. Till's Wild Ride. All right, Mr. Oh, Till's Wild so Ride. Good. Yep, yep. Oh, I missed that one. And okay, got number one. What, the Winnie the Pooh Winnie the Pooh, ride, right? Winnie the Pooh, yes. yep. Yes. <laughs> and fine for my number one, the original the original Star Tours attraction. Oh, where yes. Can, you can hear Paul Rubin doing uh the yes he did the he did the voice of the of the the pilot yes that's right Pee Wee Herman did the voice of the pilot I forgot about that you can hear his you can hear his uh I'm like yep (laughs) yep yep he also did the voice of god what was the flight of the navigator max he did the voice of max and flight of the navigator that is funny um I have some honorable mentions for you also Honorable mentions, the Wild 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 West Stunt Show at Universal Studios. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride was on my honorable mention. Yep, yep. Terminator 2 3D Battle Cross Time. But I got to yes. tell you, I love the Bourne show. The, yes. The, the Bourne Stuntacular mm-hmm. is unbelievable. Great they, great show. Universal made, Universal made a great call on that. Yep. And I, I, I'm actually happy that they made the right decision because Agreed. most of our – most of our audience, they don't know who born, uh, who born is. But when you tell them, oh, it's Matt Damon in a CIA test testing facility, they go, oh, that that's born. I'm like, yeah, that born. Yep, yep, <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. Other honorable mention: Body Wars at Epcot. Body Wars, yeah, yep. <laughs> yep. Catastrophe Canyon at yes. Disney's Hollywood Studios in the back. We're really the whole backlot tram tour mm-hmm. gone too soon, yeah. but not forgotten. And then finally, and I don't know how this attraction did not make anybody's list. I know it's because I forgot it existed. Dueling, Dueling Dragons. Dueling Dragons. Dueling Dragons. Um, which, but I, I think why it didn't is because it was replaced with such a superior attraction, a great attraction, maybe one of the best theme park attractions, and that's Hagrid's motorbike adventure. Yeah. But, We went a little long, no big deal. When we come back, we're going to talk about overrated and underrated attractions and then also our favorite food and drinking spots at the theme parks. You are listening to the No New Friends podcast. Don't go away. We'll be right back. If you're looking to advertise your business or service, please email us at nonewfriendspodcast at yahoo.com. A captive audience is ready to hear what you have to offer. Contact us today. Again, that email is nonewfriendspodcast at yahoo.com. Hey, this is Craig Brooks with Tasty Trivia, and you're listening to the No New Friends Podcast. Welcome back to the No New Friends podcast with Scott Mary, special guest today from Remy's Roundtable, talking all about theme parks, Mr. Remy. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow and share at No New Friends podcast. Please subscribe to our brand new YouTube channel, No New Friends podcast. That last segment that you just heard, segment number two, that's going to be all on YouTube and we do some really cool visuals. So make sure you check that out. And uh, I wanted to talk about at the theme parks, there's some attractions that are super overrated and then some super underrated attractions for me the biggest the most underrated attraction is the mummy the revenge of the mummy i think is the most underrated attraction and and it's starting to pick up some steam it's starting to get busier and it's more now more popular attractions because i think people realize how good of a ride that is even though it's old it's the oldest attraction there i believe it's Mm -hmm. Usually the lifespan is about 15 years and it's going on, I think almost 20 years that attraction has been there. Yeah, I would, I have to agree. That was one we agreed on for underrated. Overrated? Can we talk about it for a second? Uh, Overrated? Gosh, come back to me for overrated, but hit hit, hit me up with an underrated. So so it says here, the Revenge Revenge of the Mummy uh, opened up in 2004. 2004. So it's 18 years old, if I did the math correct. Thank you. Yep. No New Friends podcast research department on that one. Um, it would be 17 years old. <laughs> or 17, whatever. It's, 17 years old. 2021, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my okay. Bad. That's Matt's fine. Is, um, I'm thinking it's 2022 for some reason. I'm trying to fast forward, uh, get this pandemic over with. Let's get over. Uh, so uh, very underrated. Way, yeah. So in a way, the mummy is a minor still. Yeah, it is still a minor. It can't drink yet. <laughs> well, it would. Oh, my God. I can't. Underrated, I would say Country Bear Jamboree. 
Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. One. Or, or I the love tiki, it so the much. Tiki Room. Tiki Room is oh, very underrated. I don't agree. Especially when they did the, the second version of it when they had uh, Iago and Zazu. Yeah, Zazu. Iago and yeah, Zazu. That was great. Remy, your most underrated Disney or Universal attraction. All right, so I'm going to go back to uh, Universal, and I think everybody can agree with me about the under underrated attraction. You know what? I mean, I'm I'm sad that Twister was taken away mm-hmm. from us, but Jimmy Fallon. Yes, I agree. One of the most underrated. That is one of my favorite attractions there. Agree a thousand percent. The queue, the pre-show, everything is yep. so cool. Okay, right. I have a confession, guys. I've never uh, experienced it. Really? I'm sorry. All right. Well, the next time we're going to have to do Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. I can't believe you've never been on Jimmy Fallon. I'm it's sorry. so good. And it's better right. on a busier day. And I'm going to go and I'm going to go with you guys. I'm going to go with you guys to Universal. Perfect. So, Perfect. So, yeah. yeah, we should do a day. For me, overrated and, and my son's going to kill me because it's his favorite. Poseidon's Fury. Yes. Poseidon's oh. Fury. Now, the original version of it, I thought was great. But now when they when they redid it several years ago, I think it's the most overrated attraction in the theme parks. Mary, overrated yeah. attraction for you. Oh, it, this is going to be a very unpopular opinion. So I am thoroughly ready for the backlash. Slinky Dog Dash. Slinky Dog Dash. Wow. Okay. Um, because okay. you have to wait basically until your children are 18 that's how long you're in the line for <laughs> and okay. it just isn't worth it for me and there's no like bar waiting for you halfway that's, through the you're line not wrong. Like, so for you not- is it the wait time is what makes that ride disappointing like if you if it was yeah, a five minute it, wait so would you be okay i think with it's it? overrated for the that's what i mean like the okay. wait time does not fair enough way out the experience for right. me well same thing with flight of the hippogriff at at Island yes. Adventure. I mean that that wait time is so long, and it's the dumbest. It's just a little it family coaster. It um, is dumb. Remy, most overrated attraction for you? I think my my overrated attractions will be Forbidden Journey at Island Adventure. Oh, that's a very unpopular man. That's one of my favorites too. Why why is that oh. overrated to you? I I think that ride is so cool. Okay, so, yeah, I like it too. I mean, I like it. I mean, I really do enjoy the ride. I really do, but. I really think they can put more into it. They can put more stuff into that attraction, like stuff from like stuff from the other stuff from the other Harry Potter books. More from the, more from the movies. They can add more stuff in the castle. They can. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can, add, they can add another room in there. I mean, shit. Yeah. There's like a lot of room space in there, you know. But mm-hmm. okay, so the other attraction would be. Please, for the love of God, can somebody please change the Fast and the Furious attraction? Oh, yeah. Oh, but my God. Yes. I, I, I wouldn't say that's overrated or underrated. That's just, it's, it's terrible. It's I just think terrible. everybody knows it, though. Yeah. I don't know of anyone who's like, let me, except for you, Scott, the first time that you took me on it, you're like, you're going to love this ride. No, I did. I, I, no. I yes, definitely did. didn't. I you said, tried, you're going to love yes, the queue line. And I didn't love any of it. <laughs> but it, the, the thing with Fast and the Furious, and, and what's funny is I love the new Kong ride so oh, much yeah. and it's yeah, basically oh, yeah. the same ride but i think for me with the kong ride you go through three different show scenes that there's stuff happening and there's the animatronics and the 3d mm-hmm. for fast and furious i don't know it's just it, the storyline makes no sense the queue is pretty cool and the pre-shows are pretty cool i like the alley that you're going through i wish there was more going on in that right. alley but once you get into the show and the main show is only 90 seconds it, and it's probably about the same time as kong but i don't recognize that because there's other show scenes and other things happening leading up into the main show scene but fast and furious is and, the absolute and worst. Kong, Kong, you get more you get more of movement than you yeah, do on fast yeah. and furious i i agree i i agree now when, when i go to the theme parks uh you know I've, I've especially universal i i've been there so much that i'm not i'm not too concerned about doing the rides anymore unless i'm there with my kids but i'll go with my wife or i'll go with mary and just kind of restaurant and bar hop all day mm-hmm. so my favorite, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're I, like our background type guy. Yeah, like, yeah, right. Alcohol soup. My favorite food spot. I love eating at Thunder Falls. Thunder Falls, I think, is the best food. And what's funny is each restaurant kind of has its mirror image in the other park. So the mirror yes. image to Thunder Falls is Monster Cafe, and I don't think the food is as good at Monster Cafe. I, I think it's because. Back in the day, it used to be a pizza place. Uh, it was like a smaller pizza place. I think it was called Monster's Grill. I don't remember the, the, the original name for that 
for that restaurant. But I love Thunder Falls. I love the food there. I love overlooking the, the river adventure. And when I first when I first started working at Universal Studios, that was right before employee preview for Islands of Adventure. Thunder Falls was like the first restaurant to open up. And when I would bring family, we'd always go eat at Thunder Falls and the food was free. So what, what yeah, doesn't- Makes it even free? better. Yeah. The green eggs and ham. I love those tater tots. <gasps> those yes. are amazing. And oh my gosh. That, the, well, the last time we went, we had the pizza tots. Yes. And that shop has so good. So good. That shop stayed empty and and dormant and mm-hmm. nothing happening for years and years and years. And they finally got smart and put something in there. My favorite drinking spot now, everybody's favorite drinking spot is Finnegan's. And, and I do love Finnegan's, but Shea Alcatraz. We yes. stumbled upon that one day. And this was probably three, four years ago. And it was never busy. We were able to have a seat. And the food there is really good. Their nacho mm-hmm. chips are freaking fantastic and i was a dumbass and on the annual pass holder page on facebook they're like hey what's your favorite place to eat and i was like oh my god shea alcatraz is the hidden gem since that day it's always freaking busy plus murph makes it great with a little shark bite you know uh mm-hmm. the, the little bloody ocean chomp 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 thing yeah um, uh, Remy, you mean what, uh, you mean uh, ocean? Att- you mean ocean attack? Ocean attack. Yeah. Ocean attack. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, Remy, what's your favorite uh, food and drink spots in the theme parks? And you can go anywhere. I know you wanted to talk about uh, Bush Gardens a little bit. All right. So the reason why the reason why I brought up uh, Bush Gardens up off air is because Bush Gardens just recently opened up a uh, a new bar where you can order a flight of beers while you are feeding giraffes. I, we need to go amazing. tomorrow. I know, I know. I want to go. That's amazing. So, Does it have to be beer or do they have other options? They, have, they do have other, other options, but if you want to do the flight of beer, you get so many flights. It's like you get six pints, uh, six glasses of beer. Nice. And you get, a, you get a tub of lettuce to feed the giraffes. And the price is two hundred dollars for per person. That's like per person. Yeah. Okay. So Mary, this is what we'll do. If they don't have any gluten free options for you, um, just give me your beer flight. I'll give you my lettuce. <laughs> and then I don't uh, want your lettuce. Well, you can feed the drafts more because I whatever. I don't care. You know. And then SeaWorld, of course, has Sharks Underwater Grill. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, SeaWorld to me is not a. It's not a culinary park. They've, I, to me, they've struggled for such a long time with their culinary. They, they really tried to up it when they opened up the waterfront, and I, I, I think they missed the mark. I mean, Voyagers when it was Woodfire Pizza, I thought was good, and yep. then Seafire Inn was good, and then the Spice Mill was good. But they've changed it since then. So like the original opening of the waterfront, I thought was great. Now, not so much. But Sharks Underwater Grill. The food, that's, that's the best food at SeaWorld and the atmosphere is really cool. And I love the bar with the, with the aquarium, Mm -hmm. like you're, you're drinking on top of an aquarium, which is really badass. Mary, your favorite food and drink spots in the theme parks. Uh, Favorite food would be Islands of Adventure uh, Mythos. Okay. That is my favorite place to eat. They also make a mean martini, uh, which we know I love that. Uh, Favorite place to drink. Oh, honorable mention, though, for food as well. There's this little cart close to Diagon Alley that sells these huge potatoes that are, like, stuffed with all kinds of Oh, my of God, yes. But the it, potato pockets. Yes, but it's not open that often. It's always open. To, no, it's not. The last two or three times I've gone, it was not open. You're, you're smoking crack. That thing is always, by the way. <laughs> no, it is not. By the way, happy oh 420. Yeah. <laughs> That's not crack, but welcome. Whatever. Thank you. No, that um, thing is always open. It, it, no, the I, last I'm telling few you, times no, it's not open. You're wrong. I'm telling you that thing. Maybe maybe it's because it's at closing time, but that thing is always open because I would no. always get a Stella Artois from that cart. It's part of my beer rotation. But it's been a while since I, maybe it's Mary, just Mary, it was when open the last time we were there. You just don't, you got to open your eyes. You, you <laughs> are, you're oblivious sometimes. It's okay. I, I love oh, you. I like, am? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we're, we're going to throw hands on Remy, Remy, you had something. Yeah, so my first, my first food spot is actually not even on the properties on site. Okay. So I'm going to tell you right now, like I've been to this place multiple times and it is actually on a Disney, ho- it's actually a Disney hotel. Okay. Geyser over at the uh, Fort Wilderness Lodge and Resort. So that's like one of the best places to get food from. Oh, nice. Okay. I, gotcha. They have the best, they have the best turkey club sandwich there. Like they'll stack, they'll stack it up. And it's right, really right. Drink, and my favorite drinking drink spot 
is of course is going to be over at the uh, Rosen Garden over in Epcot. Okay. Yeah, the the obscure, not the obscure, but the honorable mentions for me out of the theme parks, but still on property. I love Cowfish at City Walk. Love yes. Cowfish, and that was my wife and and my second first date. Uh, it, we had at Cow, Cowfish the Palm at Hard Rock Hotel. Oh, I mean, it's super yeah, expensive, good but call. man, I love that restaurant. Good call. I, I ordered a lobster. It was like a three pound lobster. It was. It insane. was a toddler. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and and we'll we'll do that for like special occasions or birthdays or whatever. Uh, and then the kitchen at Hard Rock. Mm -hmm. uh, when yes. and and I proposed to my wife at Hard Rock, and then we stayed at Hard Rock in the butterfly lunch. garden. In the in the butterfly garden, oh, Hard Rock is my favorite. By the way, freaking love Hard Rock Hotel. But we we went to the kitchen, and they made us a little dessert. Said congratulations in strawberry, whatever. But their brunch is really good. Their mimosas are fantastic. We had a really cool weekend uh, a couple months ago where we stayed at Hard Rock for the weekend and got a cabana so like on we checked in on friday and we went to velvet velvet lounge because we love drinking at the velvet lounge and then saturday when everybody was at the theme parks we just stayed at the pool all day we rented a cabana um it, i mean almost magical just having that cabana having to bring you drinks i mean pay for them and then i freaking love that pool that is the best theme park pool where you can hear the music under the water mm -hmm. and then uh went to the theme park on sunday Love Hard Rock Hotel. Love Universal. I think, well, Disney's got great food. Their culinary department does a hell of a job, especially in the, the nicer restaurants in the countries. Uh, my favorite restaurant at Epcot is the Garden Grill uh, over, overlooking the land ride. Oh, yeah. Love, love, love that restaurant. And then Universal does a hell of a job as well. Listen, that's going to do it for us today. Don't forget to check out Remy's Roundtable on Spotify. If you like theme parks like myself and Mary and Rachel, you will love this podcast. They do all sorts of really cool things on there. So check it out, Remy's Roundtable on Spotify. And I'm going to be on his other show. called Diz Journey, guys. Uh, it's our Tuesday. It's our Tuesday night episode. Uh, we also uh, stream live on Twitch. So if you oh, guys, nice. if you guys go under... Uh, this his Twitch channel. You guys will be able to see all of our lovely faces tonight. Nice, so, uh, nice. So I'll be on Diz his tonight. So make sure you check that. Well, when you hear this episode, I will have already done it on Twitch. But yes. <laughs> you know, still subscribe and all that. I'll be on again. I'm sure Mary will be on again. And then uh, we'll be back. Oh, don't forget. I, I got to do the spiel. Don't forget, like us on Facebook at No New Friends Podcast. You can email us, no new friends podcast at yahoo.com. Very important. Make sure you check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Segment number two, Gone But Not Forgotten, is going to be on YouTube in probably, it's already on YouTube. If you're listening to this episode, it's already on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe so you get those notifications, all that good stuff. And we're going to be back on Thursday night. Next week, we're going to three days. Peace out. Okay, bye.